Welcome to the Mainstream Paranormal Podcast. I'm your host, Merle. I'm Larry. <laughs> Man, <laughs> that grin on your face. <laughs> hey guys, uh, sorry about that. We're we're here in the early morning. Uh, talk to you about our ne- this next episode whatever this episode we're doing right now yeah <laughs> the most recent episode yeah yeah and this episode is UFOs yeah <laughs> yeah that's it UFO and alien encounters or if you're in some parts of the world it's called sightings <sighs> They don't even say UFO, they just say sightings. Yeah. i seen a sighting. Or had an encounter. Yeah. Is that where they, they were they go? Like Paul. <laughs> oh. But yeah, UFOs. Um, our last episode we did was on Men in Black. We got into a little bit of the UFO yeah. stuff. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go into, I guess I could really go into what a UFO is. You know, Everybody knows, you know, it's an unidentified flying object. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, they've had... UFO sightings since 1800s. Yeah. Well, almost 1900s. Yeah. Late, late, late 1800s. Because you had that um, that crash in Texas back in 1897. Aurora. Yeah. But um, in this episode, we're going to get into a couple um, different stories on UFOs um, I'm I'm just going to kind of give the, the basis to them I'm not going to go okay. give the whole story um, I mean the one what I like the most is it's it's the most to me it's the most well known and that's the uh, the Kelly Hopkinsville well, the, the most well-known is Roswell. Right. But this is where the term Little Green Men came into being. Okay. So, I mean, you got a Kelly-Hopkinsville area. It's um, part of Christian County, Kentucky. This happened back in um, uh, night of August 21st. 1955 um, the fa- the the Sutton family um, wasn't there like wasn't there a, a moonshiner popcorn Sutton yeah, old I moonshiner remember. I remember watching that on that old, on one of those history channel shows I don't remember <laughs> but uh the Sutton family, uh, 
you know, they had a typical life there in Kentucky. Um, the this one uh, Lucky Sutton, as he was known by his friends and family, he was the patriarch of the blue uh, bluegrass clan. Um, he said, visiting Lucky and his family was a man from Pennsylvania named Billy Ray Taylor. Billy left the Sutton house to go for some water from the family well. Um, there was, because there was no inside plumbing, right. you know, back in, you know, the 50s in Kentucky, you know. Well, I know. I, I, say, I've, I got family in Kentucky, and I know back in the 90s when I went and visited them, you know, we started to go out to a well and get water. My, Because uh, they're way up in the hills. I've got family that lives up in the mountains of uh, Georgia, mm -hmm. North and South Carolina. And uh, I remember my great-grandmother didn't have indoor plumbing until late 79, early 80s. If that tells you anything. Yeah. But, um, so he went outside because of the no, no inside plumbing. Um, at the well, he saw an an immense shining object land in a small they call it a gully a gully the gully <laughs> about a quarter of a mile away um, so he was running back to the house he excitedly reported it to people in the house uh, but he was laughed at you know because um, nobody nobody believed this crazy story after a short period of time the family dog began to Man, they are using some southern words here. They are. <laughs> they raised a ruckus outside, as was the custom in those parts. Lucky and Billy, they grabbed their guns and headed outside, planning to shoot first and ask questions later. Yeah, that's the way it is up in them hills. Yeah. Uh, only a short distance from the front door, both men were stopped dead in their tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, by the side of three to four, uh, by side of a three to four foot tall creature, who was walking towards them with his hands up as if it was sur uh, to surrender. But how would it know to do that? Is that like a universal thing? I guess. Uh, really. <laughs> Uh, I had this technical difficulty apparently I had this stupid ad that covered up part of my research here um, anyway we'll just skip down and <laughs> we'll start with both men later admitted <laughs> that there was no way oh, okay they were talking about um, one was armed with a twenty two, and the other one was low, uh, with a shotgun and they unloaded their guns at this creature. And when a southern means unloaded, they don't mean they took the shells out of the gun. They mean they fired repeatedly yeah. until the guns were empty. Um, so both men later admitted there was no way they'd miss the creature at close range. But the little being just did a backflip and ran into the woods. <laughs> Matrix. Uh, no sooner had the two men re-entered the house before the creature and another like it appeared at the window. 
That's a quick roll. Yeah. Sucker. Uh, they took a shot at it. <laughs> they blasted a hole through the screen. Uh, they ran back outside to see if the creature was dead, but found no trace of it. Standing at the front of the house, the men were terrified by a clawed hand reaching down from the roof and attempted to touch them. Again, they shot, but being simply, but the being simply floated to the ground and scurried into the cover of the woods. The two men sought to protection of their house again, only to find themselves under siege from these little men. For a time, the Andy seemed to tease the family, peering from one window to the other. The heck was that? <laughs> Apparently, we're being attacked by little green men. Dude, what is that? Um, so they kept taking shots through the windows and the walls uh, and apparently the weapons had no no effect against the invading creatures but so far it's never said anything about them other than looking through the windows at right uh, after several hours of fear the Sutton family decided to make a break for it and um, took off and went to the police station at Hopkinsville uh, Family members, they took two vehicles and reported their strange tale to Sheriff Russell Greenwell, finally persuading the policemen that they were not joking. The authorities agreed to visit the Sutton house. Arriving at the farm, the police found no trace of the creatures, but did find numerous bullet and rifle holes in the windows and walls. Oh, sorry about that. Um, Greenwell was in charge of the 20 plus officers at the scene and reported that Sutton seemed sober which is you know kind of strange for that yeah <laughs> and were genuinely frightened by something after the canvas of the, the neighbors reports were entered of the hearing shots being fired and the observation of lights in the sky so this came from their neighbors mm-hmm Exhausting all efforts to find the origin of the strange of the strange report, police left the Sutton place at approximately twelve fifteen in the morning. Two fifteen. I'm sorry, two fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, man. Man, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they did, the creatures returned. Uh, they began peeking in the windows again. Man, these are peeping dogs. They knew what the popo was. <laughs> Apparently. Um, so they're peeking in the window seemingly out of curiosity so they of course used more gunfire mm -hmm. and shot at them again and with no effect uh, several more hours of this went on uh, finally stopping just before daybreak the police finally persuaded to call in the air force uh, personnel the next morning and but an, uh, a new search brought no results. After the beings had left, Billy Ray and Lucky had gone to Evansville, Indiana um, to take care of some business. The other five family members were questioned by the Air Force and police. Uh, August 22nd of 55, uh, the Kentucky New Era newspaper carried the story of the events. Um, naturally initial public opinion was that the whole story was a hoax 
if this was the case, several questions must be answered. Why would the Sutton family make up such an incredible claim? They made no money from the story and didn't didn't seek any publicity. Um, why would they shoot holes in their own home, causing you know? Yeah, financial. Co- yeah, financial problems for the family to repair all that damage, and uh, including Billy Ray and Lucky. Seven adults were witness to these events. All of them were questioned separately, gave the same story. Also, sketches were made of the beings, and they depicted the creatures in a like manner. Basically, they each sketched them, and they right. appeared to all look the same. A year after the event, the case was thoroughly investigated by I- Isabel Davis, who related the witnesses' stories had not changed. As the years rolled by, the accounts of the Sutton family stood firm. No evidence of a hoax was ever uh, brought forward. So, um, uh, case was also looked into by Bud Ledwith, who's an engineer at the Hopkinsville radio station, um, and uh, Dr. J. Allen Hynek also accepted accounts of the Suttons. Hynek discussed the details of the case with Davis. And led with, although the Kelly Hopkinsville case is extremely unusual one, uh, it's still today considered to be authentic by many UFO investigators. What's interesting about this is they actually have like an annual festival really? for this. Yeah. Huh. I think it'd be neat to go sometime. Well, you might do it. But yeah, it's in, of course, August. Yeah, we'll go. I don't care. Uh, I'm down. But yeah, I mean, I've seen this in different places before. All right, have you ever personally seen a UFO? Yes. I have. Once or twice. How many times? How many times have you seen something that was unexplainable? As far as, like, UFOs type stuff I know of at least five okay I know I remember one where we were together yeah seen it we still to this day I still cannot explain I can't either that was okay okay this story I mean this is a personal story from us um what was it like two years ago three years ago two years Years ago, yeah, we were um, out getting ready. You know, it was we were planning on going hunting that morning. Uh, it was deer season. Was it deer season? Turkey season? Deer season? Yeah, yeah it was. Deer it season. was cold. Yeah, it was. What? Three thirty in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> we were, actually it was four thirty. It was four thirty because yeah. we got off at three. Yeah. Um. But we were just stand, uh, well, just kind of standing by the truck, just waiting for it to get a little lighter out so we could see where the heck we were going. And we're just staring up at the sky because, I mean, it was a clear clear night. Mm-hmm. Um, seen a lot of stars and stuff. And I seen, from what we originally started to think, it was an airplane. Yep. Because the way... It, 
it started moving, but then it stopped and like just stopped and then just took off the other way. Yeah, it changed direction like on a dime. Yeah, and it done it several times. Mm-hmm. And then went from one side of the sky to the other in like no time at all. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it was completely silent. You know, we didn't hear anything. Yeah, but it was so far up that it was just a little dot to us. Yeah. Um, and see, I had some when I was younger. Like, me and my cousins nephew um nephews we were uh we were outside you know it was it was close to the fourth of july because like we bought fireworks Mm -hmm. well back then we didn't really buy like the big fireworks we bought like bottle rockets and firecrackers and that kind of stuff well we used to have bottle rocket wars you know of course uh (laughs) take them and stick them in a pipe and shoot them at each other and we used but, to do that with Roman candles too. Yeah, well, we just finished, and uh, my nephew is like, and me saying nephew, I mean, I was fourteen, fifteen, and see, I've got brothers that are a lot older mm-hmm. than I am. So, I mean, I'm the youngest, so I've got brothers and sisters that are older than me. So. I, my nephews were the same age as me. So we were sitting out there and look up, and it's probably 150, 100 feet up. Hmm. Um, we seen a, I mean, it was, it was night, so it was like, all you could see were the lights. But you could see like a metallic looking around the lights mm-hmm. and this one had four but the way it was spaced it was a triangle but then it had one in the center too okay so you had your three corners right. and then a center and that was the closest i've had to okay if you guys just heard that we're studios, close to an airport yeah so you may hear a plane flying in and out sorry about that that's what happens I guess <laughs> it happens but I mean that's the closest I've been to, been to one I, I've had several like that but they just weren't that close yeah have you had any other ones the only the only other one that I've personally seen besides that night mm-hmm. well that morning with you was I was six maybe my grandfather and I and another friend of the neighbor well just say the neighbor uh we used to have to take our trash put in the truck and drive it down to a uh, dump site um that was before they started doing the the uh trash runs Mm -hmm. on our road and we were coming back and we saw something um that was like hovering over a field on the way home and my grandfather served in three wars uh, he was a command sergeant major so he knew what a helicopter looked like and the reason I say that is um, I asked him you know if that was a helicopter being young you don't know you ask 
And he, he flat out said he had no idea what that was. And even the neighbor that was riding with us had no idea what it was. And uh, I think that was the only other quote-unquote sighting I've been in, involved in. And it was probably probably 200 yards away mm-hmm. from where we were. So, I mean, it was close. The, uh, a friend of ours, <clears throat> keep looking out the window, don't we? Yeah. Um, a friend of ours sent us a picture from uh, Savannah, Tennessee. And because they know where we do the paranormal investigations and stuff. And they were in, um, was it the middle of Savannah or downtown Savannah? Downtown. Downtown Savannah. And um, they took a picture of something they saw. And we will post this picture on our uh, um, YouTube video log, vlog, whatever, uh, podcast. And it's your typical uh, triangle mm-hmm. uh, UFO. It's got your three lights. Um, you can't see any other detail at all. You can plainly see the, the electrical wiring. Wow. That's zoomed in. Yeah, you zoomed in hard on that one. All you can see is the electrical wire, and then you see three lights. Uh, and no other form. It's You don't see like the typical outline or anything. You just see three triangle-shaped lights, which is odd. And this happened 2000... 2018. 2018. Do we have a time? Um, it was. It had to have been. I believe we were on nights when this happened, so this would have been probably five o'clock in the evening. Yeah, five or six in the evening. No, this happened. Yeah. You sure? Yeah, because it was right before we left to go to for Christmas break. All right. But yeah, we'll post that picture on our blog. I think so. Um, because we we posted it to the Facebook on the 29th of December. Okay. Um. So I mean, you've got all different kinds of uh, incidents. Um, You've got sightings. This is pretty big. Got several different sightings over Washington D.C. And if you go on, you know, Google or whatever, you got them starting back from the 1950s, 1952. Um, 1952. Got some 2018, 2019. And I think we just looked up. And seen they had one in the last couple of days, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go on Google, you could see pictures of these lights in the sky, and they seem to be all the same type. Um, apparently, most of these are from the 1952 sighting. Um, 
I mean, these things it hit the paper. I mean, it's saucers over Washington, D.C., you know. Um, and then you got another famous one. Uh, you, you'll probably know a little bit more about this one than I do. The, the Kecksburg. Uh, Kecksburg, yes. Um, Kecksburg, Pennsylvania, a, uh, a fireball was seen coming out of the sky and a lot of people thought it was a meteorite so a group of people actually went out to where it crashed but when they got there they realized it wasn't a meteorite it was a uh, uh, object that looked like an acorn but it had a bunch of weird writing on it so one guy I can't remember his name um, was an investigator um, a uh, guy that worked with a local radio station did a was doing an investigation on it, and when everybody showed up, he was taking pictures and everything. And then all of a sudden, the military showed up and told everybody get out of the area, and they took everybody's cameras, told them, you know. You weren't seeing what you're seeing, and they loaded it up, and it was gone. So he started to do a um, uh, investigation, and he was actually approached again by people saying, "Look, you need to drop what you're fixing to do." And he was the next day is when he was supposed to put all this on the air. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he changed his story like overnight. Huh. But a lot of people in the uh, conspiracy area think that the Kecksburg crash, since it was an acorn shape or a bell shape, think that it was um, linked to the Nazi experiments called the Glocka, which means the bell. And it was supposed to have been like a time-traveling device. So they think some people in the conspiracy area think that this object that crashed was the Glocka and the government came and got it to keep from whatever was in there being out. Huh. The uh, the photo, I was going back and looking at the time frame, Yeah. Uh, was on 29 December of 2018. Okay, so he took it during Christmas, over Christmas break. Yeah. And um, gave it to us after yeah. we got back. So, the company we work for, we're off from right before Christmas. We're off for two New weeks, Year, yeah. After New Year's. So, but it was pretty close to New Year's. But, I mean, we were just looking it up, and there's been recent sightings, like, th yeah, like thousands of recent sightings. Um, go ahead and pull that up. Uh, pull up the map.
just last week, and this is nationwide. Um, I wouldn't even say nationwide, worldwide. That's worldwide, yeah. Last week there were 72 sightings. Last month, 468. Last year was almost 6,000 sightings. And throughout, wouldn't you say throughout the... Since they started recording. 69 or whatever? Yeah. Um, there's been over... Oh, what is that? 103,000. Yeah, 103,000. And some of these sightings aren't just UFOs. I mean, they're alien or well, they alien it, sightings. I think they call it uh, alien encounter. Yeah. Um, Memphis, Tennessee, Kansas City, Missouri, Illinois, Atlanta, um, Charlotte. Uh, North yeah, Carolina, Washington D.C., towards New York and Boston, New York, the whole area. But if you know, they don't care about Minnesota. Yeah, nothing ever happens in the Montana and yeah. Dakota area ever. What about Hawaii? Nothing happens in Phoenix either. Huh? Nothing in Hawaii. You think? You know? Hey, let's go. You know, let's go sit on the beach. Yeah. You know? Drink some Mai Tais. Nothing in Mexico, really, other than uh, Juarez. Juarez. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that's just too much tequila. Either that or they're just not getting, um, MUFON's just not getting the data from right. those countries. Uh, 527 of 2020, two or- orange orbs. Well, that just changed. Yeah. These are... I don't know what's going on there. Romania. Had a... And these are also the triangle uh, sightings that we were talking about earlier. It it lists them all. Uh, MUFON is a huge... Uh, research group. Uh, it's a all volunteer nonprofit organized uh, corporation that does UFO investigation and research. Uh, They're the the oldest and largest civilian UFO yeah. uh, research organization. So I mean, you can go on their website um, and you can pull up all kinds of information on just about. Anything and everything. Uh, Bob Pratt files, and if I'm right, wasn't Bob Pratt the one that came out of Area 51? I think so. Who said that he worked there? That's what I was thinking. Said that they did uh, reverse engineering technology on, on the space the from Roswell. It's a lot of information. Yeah. Let's see here. I'm just gonna close that. As you guys can tell, we 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 do what we can. <laughs> yeah, going back, you know, 1897, you know, Aurora, Texas, um, 
incident uh, reportedly occurred April 17, 1897, small town in northwest corner of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, it was similar to the Roswell UFO incident. Uh, it resulted in a fatality from the crash. The alleged alien body is reportedly buried in an unmarked grave, grave at the local cemetery. I was wrong. Rob Pratt was an investigative journalist. Oh, okay. Who was looking up um, UFOs in Brazil and stuff. Yeah. Um, it says during 1896-1897, and so this was six or seven years before the Wright brothers' first flight, uh, numerous sightings of cigar-shaped mystery airship was reported across the United States. Um, and the person I was thinking of was Bob Lazar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about him before. Yeah. So, reportedly, uh, reportedly the Wreckage from the crash site was dumped into a nearby well located under the damaged windmill. So that's what happened is this UFO crashed uh, into the windmill on um, Judge Proctor. Um, back on April 17th, 87. Mm-hmm. Um, the pilot who was reported to be not of this world and a Martian, according to a reported Army officer from nearby Fort Worth, did not survive the crash and was buried with Christian rites at the nearby Aurora Cemetery. Cemetery contains a Texas Historical Commission marker mentioning the incident. Yep. It's kind of cool. Um, the wreckage was dumped into a, a well under the windmill uh, while some end up with so some of it was dumped in the well mm -hmm. some of it ended up with the creature alien creature right. in the grave uh, so you got, also got the story of Mr. Brawley Oates who purchased Judge Proctor's property in 1945. He cleaned out the debris from the well in order to use it as a water source, but later developed an extreme, extremely severe case of arthritis, which he claimed to be the result of contaminated water from the wreckage dumped into the well. So he sealed up the well with, uh, with a concrete slab and placed an outbuilding on top of it. He never, never did say that he put it back into the well. Right. So somewhere on that property is alien technology. Yeah. But this is what I was saying earlier. Um, when uh, they actually sent some investigators out to research this, they actually found the, the cemetery area. Right. But when they start asking questions about it to go out and take a look at it, 
the tombstone was gone. So that is no longer there. Yeah, I guess that's why it says it's unmarked. Mm -hmm. They just know the approximate area. And a guy even went out there with like um, a Geiger counter. Mm -hmm. He said he got some strange readings only in yeah. one certain area. Huh. But yeah, I mean, they've got, besides that Aurora crash, they've got um, the Maury Island incident, which we talked about in our last episode yep. uh, with Men in Black, which was sparked the first um, encounter mm -hmm. with uh, Men in Black. And then you got Roswell uh, 1947 Man Man the Mantle case yeah from 48 uh, the UFOs over Washington that we talked about yep. just a little bit ago in 52 the Betty and Barney Hill abduction we mentioned that earlier too yeah um, 1961 and then Billy Meyer oh I don't know what I just did Yep, like a UFO. You saw it, and now it's gone. Yeah. Look at that. Pascagoula, Mississippi. 1973. The Kecksburg crash, 65. What does it say about Pascagoula since we live in Mississippi? Tra Travis Walton abduction. I see. Pascagoula abduction occurred in 1973 when co-workers Charles Hickson... And Calvin Parker claimed that they were abducted by aliens while fishing near Pascagoula. I remember this. Well, I don't personally remember this, but I've seen this documentary on this one now that you mention it. I don't think I've seen this one. Um, the two were out drink. Uh, they were drinking, but not like heavily drinking, mm -hmm. and they were fishing, and they ended up like miles away after they saw lights. And they were, like, trying to figure out how they got there. Yeah. And they even got in touch with a little, uh, local law enforcement. And they, uh, when I say they were, like, miles away, I mean, they were, like, miles. Hmm. Yeah, so they described the creatures as being roughly humanoid, standing about five feet tall. Creatures' skin was pale and color and wrinkled and they had no eyes that the man could discern and they had just like slits from the house mm -hmm. oh. that's just weird I'm going to have to look, read into this more later but yeah I mean you've got all kinds of, I mean, they had all kinds of different cases that you could read into. And then they came out with Project Blue Book to investigate, to prove there was no such thing as uh, UFOs. Yeah. And uh, then in, uh, crap, uh, I forgot what year it was, they actually came out with a, um, 1947. Harry S. Truman came up with a, a group of people called the Majestic Twelve. 
and it was to kind of quiet down and investigate UFO conspiracy theories and sightings and everything. That was the predecessor to uh, Project Blue Book. But, uh, didn't we talk something about, didn't Eisenhower? Even President Eisenhower had a, um, uh, uh, a sighting, mm-hmm. in, um, in, encounter. And they, there's st- stories, nobody knows for true, uh, how true it is, that he actually made, a treaty with the aliens and it's been an ongoing treaty I guess you would say with them mm-hmm. um, you know they can come visit do whatever and not be interfered with as long as they share technology and information with us as well but that's you know but you would think if we had their technology that our space program would be a hell of a lot better than it is. Well, you got to realize when this happened, our technology went faster than anything. True. I mean, you know, I mean, they're able to travel these long distances. Right. And we've never made it past the moon as far as with humans well there might be a reason for that that's like giving a baby a stick of dynamite I mean if you think about it they could be limiting our technology because we're so quote unquote primitive right they don't want if if you give too much information and power to something it's gonna explode eventually Right, okay, so what you're saying. There could be a reason why, if all this is true, then they're kind of spoon-feeding us this information and this technology and everything. Because they say that, uh, like with uh, and Bob Lazar, um, was one of the people that kind of brought all this out in the open, mm-hmm. said that when Roswell happened, and they were doing reverse engineering and everything, that Bell and Howell, who's a huge military contractor, um, got involved. And, like, uh, one of the instruments on the ship that was found was a uh, a light-emitting pin that could cut through anything. Well, that's a laser. Right. Well, what do we have in surgical procedures now we have uh, scalpels that are lasers. Right. And he said that this is technology that was based mm-hmm. off of that. The, uh, some of the uh, suits that they were wearing, mm-hmm. the, the fiber weaves is the predecessor to, or the, not to say the predecessor, but the... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. Um, the inspiration? Yeah, inspiration for Kevlar. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. Because of, 
I mean, it was impervious. Right. Kevlar's pretty much impervious to certain things. And, I mean, all this came from Roswell and reverse engineering. And even our technology since then, because we're still pretty much in the dark ages, if you think about it, in 47. And then within 10 years, yeah, our technology explodes. And it's about the same time that um, Eisenhower, quote-unquote, made this deal. And uh, next thing you know, just, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, because you had Eisenhower, who makes this deal, like, early 60s. Mm-hmm. And then you got us, basically, you know, landing on the moon in the same decade. Exactly. And decade previous, I mean, you could barely, you know, we barely had planes that you could fly. You he, know, he right. Across. So I mean, it, huge leap out of nowhere. Right. I mean, it doesn't take a "quote unquote" rocket scientist to understand some of this. So. Sorry about that. Merle had a long night, guys. <laughs> he was at work while some of us weren't. Yeah. Oh, well, I took the night, or I was off the night before, so. Hmm. But this is what I don't understand. All right, let's get on this. If there is such thing as UFOs and everything, mm-hmm. and everybody sees it, why not? just come out and say yes people there are UFOs I think it goes back to do you think it's going to cause mass hysteria I I don't think it's going to cause mass hysteria I think it's more people don't know what to really do with the information I mean I think you'll have a lot of people or not a lot of people but you have you'll have people freak out do you think uh, a lot of people lose their belief in? I think I think that's the main thing is people lose like belief in uh, God, you know, and, um, or gods, how whatever right. their you know their spiritual belief is. Well, there's you know less a lot of people out there. Um, like Danikin and all that that say that a lot of what's on earth now is because of the gods well the gods according to Danikin and a few other people believe that they're aliens right? and we're the products of from experimentations like with the Anunnaki mm-hmm we're just descendants of them. That's what a lot of people think. Well, I'm not going to say a lot of people. I'm saying, like, in the UFO uh, society, they think that a lot of the human race is products of the uh, Anunnaki research and DNA splicing and all. Right. So we're just products of them. 
There's been a lot of research on that one, too. We're not even going to touch that one. <laughs> yeah. So. But, where I mean, are we at? I mean, we, we can come up with, you know, all kinds of different stories and, you know, re different research and stuff. Because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, you got, okay, you got the Iranian Air Force UFO where they intercept the UFO yep. back in 76. Getting something happened. My, uh, my uncle was telling me that his father, I just uh -huh. thought of this, uh, flew a plane, and that while he was flying a plane, he noticed something outside his uh, window. He couldn't tell what it was because it was moving so fast. And he said it wasn't another plane, though. Huh. Yeah, uh, you got different, a couple of different airlines. See, that's kind of crazy. Japanese Airlines flight. Flight 1628. Yeah. In 1986. 86. And then you got West, America, America West Airlines in 95. O'Hare. Yeah. Did you know a lot of the airports now have to file in triplicate reports of unidentified flying objects. That's the reason why um, a lot of the pilots won't... Won't report it. Won't report it. Because it's too much paperwork. Yep. What the heck just happened? Oh, it's the Pascagoula. <laughs> Weird things are happening, man. Pages are closing on me. And I didn't make it do it, but it did it anyway. Men in black? <laughs> we walk outside and there's a black vehicle it's going to be funny that's when I crap my pants but if we're in since we're in Mississippi we're in the south right yeah we're going to walk outside it's going to be a black four door jacked up pickup truck is what's going to be <laughs> it ain't going to be no sedan no we're in the south but yeah, they're, they're going to be like y'all come over here we need to talk about something yeah Y'all come over here. Oh. But yeah, I mean, you know, I've started looking back at, you know, where some of our listeners are from, and it's pretty interesting now. I mean, we talked about it before the show. Because uh, thanks to all, all you listeners, you know, we're slow, slowly building up our our fan base fan base and our listeners um, uh, we're reaching places I never thought we'd ever reach yeah I'm, I'm ecstatic man um, and I hope the trend just keeps going I don't know what they I really hope more and more countries start listening that would be awesome and we want to hear feedback I mean we'd like to hear comments and um, if you guys have, you know, a story yourself, send it to us. We want to hear it. Um, we are definitely not going to discriminate. Yeah, I mean, as you can tell, uh, several episodes ago, you know, we had um, the Ghost of Gladstone Village. Yeah. That was a listener, um, listener wrote in and wanted us to share a story. Share a story. And... Um, 
I got a got a message back from him after he listened to it. He said, "Really, that was the um, basically turned a skeptic into a believer." That that incident he had yeah. at that that place where he lived. Yeah, it, it turned him into a believer. Yeah, I mean, some place you know, un, unless you go through it personally. You're you're always gonna be doubting. Yeah, I mean, to, just a, a few places is picking up. I mean, we got listeners in the United Kingdom, in Australia, Canada, Sweden, Singapore. I mean, that's awesome. So, I mean, any listeners, you know, over the pond, you know, across the pond or down under wherever you guys have something uh, a topic for us yeah know, definitely um, just send us an email um, yep. mainstream paranormal podcast at gmail.com or send us a, a message on Facebook that'd be awesome um, we're, I mean we're glad be glad to to look, look into it Re- try to do as much research as we can Mm-hmm. If any of you guys want to, after all the COVID stuff's done, if you guys want to fly us out to hang with you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be glad to come, you know. Especially if you have any paranormal experiences you want us to investigate. Oh, man. I can't wait. We need to line up some investigations sometime. Yeah. We got to get some more done. And. Yeah, um, heck, I mean, I would love to go to Ireland or England and investigate some of those places, you know, Germany and all these places, you know. I don't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do. We definitely need a bigger team. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think two people can handle it. No. Yeah, our, our team, our Paranormal. We've gone from four to two. Yeah. Um, so I mean that that's all I got tonight today on UFOs. Yeah. Guys, on this note, uh, if you happen to have any photos of UFOs. Or any videos or anything, send them to us. And if you want us to post it, we'll post them. We'll share them. Um, other than that, I hope everybody is having a great day. And of course, send those photos and videos. Mainstream Paranormal Podcast at gmail dot com. Sounds good. So um, you can check check us out. On Facebook, um, got the YouTube, yeah. Twitter, um, Spotify. I mean, yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about. <laughs> My brain went back to the <laughs> where where you can listen to us at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just glad I didn't do the voice. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, as Larry said, um, 
Hopefully everybody has has a good day. So from our little family here at Mainstream Paranormal Podcast. Very and, small family. At- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the two of us, I guess yeah. you could say. Um, I'm Merle. I'm Larry. We'll see you on the other side.